Wake up with Patty Catter. I love the show. I never miss an episode. It's the best. I turn it on and turn it up. You're listening to and watching Wake Up with Patty Catter, and I am your host, Patty Catter. I'm really happy to tell you today that I have Douglas Smythe on the show with me today. He is from phoenixshaving.com. Let me tell you guys, everybody who listens to my show knows that my shows are not normally super fun or different. And so I wanted to throw a twist in there today. I was reading about Douglas online and his company, and I thought, geez, this is going to be really fun because we're going to talk about shaving today. (laughs) The correct way to shave. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I kind of want to know how you do it because looking at you, it doesn't look like you shave a whole lot. I don't know. Look at this beard. You know, doesn't you know? No one wants a neck beard. No, I'm just getting out of November or Movember, so or no shave November, as some folks call it. So I'm still I'm a little uh, lazy in that regard. But no, I I shave actually every day. I have to because uh, you got to keep the beard nice and groomed and you know trim. So I'm I'm shaving up here and down below. But typically, (laughs) I'm shaving. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm kind of curious about the no the no shave November. I always thought that was a Midwestern thing. I am from the Midwest. No, it's everywhere, huh? Yes. Uh, that began in colleges way back, kind of like Movember uh, began in Australia mm-hmm. and slowly made its way, its tentacles across the world. So, and in fact, no shave where it started in college is kind of a, almost a joke, took on like a fundraising aspect as well in you know fashion with um, Movember. And so now both of them are, I guess, competing fundraisers. Wow. So I'm going to throw us back a little ways. How did you grow up? I'm kind of, all I can picture without even knowing you, you know how you kind of judge a book by its cover sometimes. I'm like this kid, he probably was one of those kids who picked up his dad's razor with the cover on it though. So it wouldn't cut him and pretending like he's shaving and, um, but tell our listeners a little bit about where you're from. Well, you're not that far off actually in that guess, but, um, I am from Cape Cod, Massachusetts, uh, originally. And from there I moved to Western Mass for college and I was up there in Amherst for about 15, 10, 15 years. And then I went to Central America for four years and then now I'm in Arizona. <laughs> so I've moved all around. Wow. So tell us, when did you start getting intrigued with the whole shaving gig? Well, yeah. Okay. So that begins, I mean, I'm a, I, I create, not aside from shaving, you know, we create the hardware, the razors, safety razors, but we also do software as well, like shaving soaps, aftershaves, cologne. So I do a lot of formulations and perfuming. And I began my first, well, I began, I can't say I began, but I started my first time perfuming when I was about eight or nine with a chemistry set back when they were filled with sketchy chemicals. But yes, my mom still has it to this day. So if that tells you about the quality of it, but uh, that was the first time I started experimenting with it. Years went by since then, since you know I returned to it. But my dad was a weekend shaver. He would use uh, safety razors that he inherited from my granddad. And a safety razor is, you've probably seen them in movies, uh, antique shops and whatnot. Um, they take a double-edged blade. They're not as popular now as they once were, and we're trying to you know, change that. But he would use these devices, and he would give me one without the blade in it, put a little stool next to the sink, and as he lathered up, he'd lather me up too, and then we'd both, like, you know, he'd, he'd adjust my hand. And again, no blade in there, but I was getting the angle down, and I thought that's how you did it. Uh, you know, and I, we did that for you know a few years, I'm sure, and then eventually when I came of age, uh, so much time had passed since then, and I got a cartridge razor in the mail from uh, Gillette, I'm pretty sure they 
they have your information. So they know exactly when you turn 18 due to the civil service, uh, they shoot you out a razor. And that's how I started with that. But at the same time, I was still using a brush and soap, which is what my dad used. Um, so I held that, held on to that, but uh, got caught up in the cartridges or the multi-blade blades as everyone else did in, in those times. This is like, you know, pretty much before the internet. This is the 90s um, when not everyone was online. So you didn't have access to these blades anymore or these types of razors. So you're pretty much stuck with what they sold at the stores, which were cartridge razors. With their ridiculously priced cartridges, which were like four for 25 bucks at the time. And, you know, being a poor college kid, I would push them as far as I could, probably like a month, you know, be this diseased thing I was scraping across my face, just using the wrong tools for the job, what it all comes down to. And, you know, and if you ask any man or, or woman these days, if they like shaving more, nine out of 10 will say they hate it. And the reason is we're using these one size fits all contraptions that really have no business being on your face at the end of the day. They were never really about a closer or a better shave. In fact, the only reason why they were ever invented, the multi-blade cartridges, was because in 1970, 71, around that time, Gillette and Wilkinson Sword, both big companies, were losing their patent rights on their DE blades. Other businesses and corporations were coming into the the market. So they need to create something new. And they did. They created multi-blade cartridges. So they went from multi-million dollar companies to multi-billion dollar companies overnight with this new type of razor, which never, ever had to do with a better shave. It just had to do with new patent rights. This is so interesting to me because as a woman, obviously, thankfully, I don't have to shave my face. <laughs> but, but you um, have more surface area to deal with. Yes. And I you do. Hate And the pink shave. tax. Yes. Um, so one of the hugest things that I have not enjoyed is when you go into the store, you have to quick pick up a razor, especially if you're on vacation. Oh my goodness. If you're on oh, vacation yeah. and you have swimming pools that you want to go to and all that, and you forget your razor, they have like these cheap dollar store kind of razors with like yeah. one little skinny blade and they cut the heck out of you. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> there's either that option or you go big and I'm like, Ooh, I want the one with six blades. So. <laughs> I know. See, that's the worst. Cause every time you drag a blade across your skin, you're taking off a layer of skin. So the more blades on one razor with one pass, you're taking off so much skin, which begs for an ingrown hair, razor burn, razor bumps. You know, when it comes to vacations, what I recommend to my listeners often is, uh, you know, if, there's, if, if you want to be clean shaven on vacation and you're using a travel razor, maybe that sits in your dop kit or your suitcase, start using it a week before you go on that vacation just to adjust to it. So when you're on vacation, you don't look all beat up and cut up. You're used to whatever device you're using. Uh, people often just do what you do. They pick it up there and they're learning how to use this thing for the first time and they're making all sorts of mistakes. And it, it's, you're going to be taking a lot of pictures and everything. You want to look good. You're on the beach. So uh, it's all about preparation. Yeah, I don't want to look like a cutter. <laughs> yeah, and that, yeah, exactly. And no know? one does. Not even no. cutters. <laughs> no. Um, so what about razor bumps? Um, because I get this question so many times, especially I have daughters, um, mm -hmm. and even my son, when he started shaving and even now, I mean, he's 25 years old. Um, but guys get razor bumps a lot of times. And so do women and women get them more on their legs than other places. But, um, the, the razor bumps, how do you deal with that? How do you make well, that not happen? That's a good question. And again, that all comes out of 1970, 71s decisions that were made then because before then before cartridge razors and multi-blades you didn't have products to deal with razor bumps ingrown hairs razor but people weren't getting them uh especially black uh african-american men you know how they get uh different bumps on under their fit and they hate shaving as well if you mm -hmm. look back at jazz musicians from the time 
they didn't get those because they were using single edge blades, double edge blades, what we're pushing people towards. Uh, when you move back to a safety razor, a traditional form of shaving, uh, I mean, you can use these antique razors I spoke of in the beginning. You can They still shave as good today as they did when they came off the assembly line 75 years ago. And the blades are now available again. So you want to use a safety razor. Your son does or your daughters do a safety razor, double-edged blades, a shave brush, and a shave soap. Now you're creating hot lather. It's so much, it's so soothing. It almost triggers like, like a re relaxation uh, feeling. And, you know, it's, it's time for yourself. It's like, it's meditative. It's almost green tea ceremony. I've heard it compared to, uh, but it calls for a better shave. I mean, the hot lather, especially the, the stimulation and ex natural exfoliation action of the brush on your face. Everyone's talking about exfoliating products these days, especially men. Um, and I think they're actually pushing on men and they don't need them because there's nothing more exfoliating for your face than shaving. And um, a brush, especially. But uh, so, I mean, it's just it's a whole different approach uh, and that you can really fine tune to your unique face. And you can't do that with a one size fits all cartridge razors. There's hundreds of different safety razors out there now, vintage to modern, hundreds of different blade brands. So you got to not every edge is the same. So you got to you got to experiment, find one that works best with your face and stick with it. Uh, plus, you know, where cartridge razors, as I mentioned, cost you know 25 bucks for four blades. Double edge blades, you can get a hundred for nine to fifteen dollars. So there's savings right there. Also, no plastic involved and no propellants for the spray goo in a can that you typically would get. Uh, so there's no landfill issues here. It's actually better for your face, better for your wallet, and better for the planet at the end of the day. So it's a real no-brainer, especially for the upcoming generations. So even for women, I mean, like when I when so I'm just gonna be really truthful out here. Yeah. Um when I think of a single edge blade. I think I'm going to kill myself with it on accident. <laughs> like it You're thinking so of a straight weird. razor. I think okay. you're thinking of a straight razor. I'm yeah. talking about, well, I'll use this as an example. This mm -hmm. is one of ours. This is a glow in the dark one, actually. But uh, this is a three-piece safety razor. So you would put the blade right in there, mm -hmm. close it up, and put the handle on it. Okay. And this is a slant. This one's different. If you can see it's it's slanted. So that actually bends the blade, making for a more efficient cut. And these are open combs right there. But it's called a safety razor for a reason. It is safer. So these are guards. These were the answer to the, to the straight razor blades that they were using back in the day, which they're still used. And I use one as well. But this was the answer for guys that didn't know how to use them because there's a guard on it. And it's a fixed angle. So you don't even have to know the right angle to get. These will do it for all the thinking for you. And they want to shave. And, and unlike a cartridge razor, you're not pressing down either on your skin. You don't need to. The weight of the blade and the razor itself wants to shave you. Not in this case, because this one's plastic. But in most cases where they're made out of steel or other forms of metal, they want to shave you. You don't need to press down. Don't ever press down. And uh, you'll be good. And you won't have to shave as much, too, because you'll get a closer shave. A, well, a healthier shave, I should say, when it comes to your legs. You know, that's really interesting because I know a lot of guys, especially who will say with the brush, for instance, you're saying be gentle and use it kind of like as a meditative place uh, on your face or whatever. And I know so many men who probably have taken that brush and just scrubbed the heck out of it, you know, or. Yeah. <laughs> Some um, people do that too. They don't know. And, you know, it's a lot like they just, they're seeing it in the movies. They're seeing a lot of these things done wrong. You see this with facial hair too. You see the guys that put wax in their mustaches and it looks insectoid. It's like these wiry yes. things. That's not the way to use mustache wax. But what they've been seeing is on TV, these competitions and whatnot, where these guys are trying to get the audience attention. So it's the first time these guys are seeing wax used. So they think that's how you use it. And so they're just... You know, we're just trying to create an awareness and a conversation now around these sort of things. So guys get it right. 
mm-hmm. because they often don't, especially right. exfoliation. You'll see them with the shiny heads too, walking in the street. Like that's over exfoliation. If you see a shiny forehead, you stop exfoliating. You're doing it wrong. Wow. You know, it's funny because I think a lot of people get embarrassed too about when they're talking about shaving. Um, I know yeah. a lot of people lately too, here in Florida anyways, the laser hair removal is a big deal oh, yeah. here. However, people don't understand that that only lasts so long. Your hair is going to grow back regardless. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You can, well, even women, on that. women will shave their faces as well, especially like supermodels, model industry before they put cover up or before they put a, uh, some yeah. a base down, they'll shave first. Because it doesn't, despite what, you know, old wives tales of growing back thicker, that's not the case at all. So there actually are a lot more women shaving their faces than we'll admit to. Yeah. It's called dermaplaning and I have my face dermaplaned. That's what it's called. There you go. Yep. Yeah. So what would you tell maybe some male role models trying to teach their youngsters about shaving? Do you have any advice for them when they're just starting out? First of all, yes, definitely do it because- I think many men from my generation really didn't get that lesson. They just assumed, you know, they had to figure it out for themselves for reasons that we've discussed. You know I mean? It's just, it's men don't really talk about these things or they have in the past. Now we're giving them permission to, and, uh, and having these conversations like this and, um, and you know, at, at the world I live in, I'm in forums and groups that we talk about this all day long and we can't get enough of it. Uh, it's a hobby is what we call it. So it, it, the conversation is happening. So I say, yes, start off your, your children early, you know, have them watching you set them up like my dad did me and, um, and learn how to traditional shave, be it a straight razor, especially in these COVID times where we have a little more time to learn new things. You can do this. And uh, there's lots of places to pick up these things, including eBay to get antique ones or vintage ones if you want. Um, but yeah, start them young. Mm-hmm. What about, I've heard a lot of times that some, some guys are not shaving because they say that their face breaks out when they shave. Yeah. I mean, again, they're using the wrong tools for the job that see, we all have different skin types, as you know, and whisker types and hair types so on and so forth. So, I mean, like you can't expect that everyone, that razor that they're selling to everybody to work for everybody. That's the biggest conspiracy. It's a cartridge razor conspiracy. If you ask me, you just, it just doesn't work like that. So when you finally take the time to fine tune the shave for your face by using the right razor for your face, the right blaze, I always recommend people pick up a sample blade pack and hang with each blade for a week and figure out which one works best for them. Um, and then find the right soap and the right brush. Then you're really doing yourself a favor and you'll never go back to using a cartridge. You're, it, it allows your skin to retain or regain equilibrium and heal. And uh, cartridge razor, by continuously using a cartridge razor every day, you're just causing more and more damage hmm. inadvertently. Yeah, that's super interesting. So I don't know if I should go here or not. I probably should have asked you before the show. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but if we if you want to avoid this, we can and I can cut this out. But um, so women, do they ever go to your company to purchase the um, like razors and things like that for themselves? Yeah, everyone fact- thinks of men. We definitely, we had a women's line probably about eight years ago now. It didn't do that well because there, it's a little more slow moving. The return for women to, to this, it's more of a guy thing right now. And it's, I mean, in the, in the hobby, there are women, but there's few, there's not, it's just, it's not the same conversation. So, uh, but I think the, as we move on, you know, as it grows in popularity and it is slowly growing in popularity, you will see more and more women gravitate to it because it, it really is a better shape for them as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to tell you a little secret on my show. Mm-hmm. Majority of women that I know, they steal their husband's razors anyways. Yeah. 
Oh, like, yeah. I don't know how many times I've swiped my husband's razor. Um, oh, I'm and of sure. course I don't put it back on his razor. I, I toss <laughs> it when I'm done, but that is a thing. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I've so been there. <laughs> do, you, do you, well, especially I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, do, do razors only serve one purpose? Like, is there one certain kind of razor, for instance, the one that you use on your face, is it going to be the same kind of razor you use on your legs? Yes. Um, you could definitely use it. What you'd want to look for is a longer handle though. I mean, a lot of the men, actually men gravitating from the cartridge razor world into the safety razor world automatically are going for longer handles too and heavier handles. It's not necessarily what they sold back in the day, but I think guys like feel like it should have some type of weight to it now and like, you know, be this drastic difference. But so if you're going for a vintage one, a good one to look for is the Lady Gillette. It's a vintage safety razor from the 60s, and it came in four different colors, but it has a good size handle. It's about three and a half inches long, so you can really reach with that. But mm-hmm. uh, it, that's if you're interested in antiques and you know that you can still use, which is great because they, they look wonderful, uh, you know, it's form and functional. So, And it's just a really cool conversation piece as well. But um, if you're going to get a modern safety razor, yeah, just look for length in the handle. And the same thing for, for the brush. You might want a, lot, a bigger brush as opposed to a smaller brush. And then I like how you have the brushes because for me as a woman, we have these, um, loofahs, you know what that is, right? Yeah. 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 So I think we, we've been conditioned to say, oh, you should use the loofah before you shave. Um, but actually what you're saying is the brush is probably a little bit better and it looks a lot softer too. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I understand what there's, what there, it's the, it serves the same purpose, but yeah, it is, it will be a little bit more gentle with the brush. The brush is, you know, applying soap and it's also stimulating the skin like a loofah would, and, and also, um, doing away with any dead skin cells and whatnot that are on there that could gum up the blade at some level, you know, it, negligible it is, but it, it does, it, that would be part of the energetics behind it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. And it does seem like the one blade would be a lot easier to clean. Cause I know when I'm shaving, you know, you're always taking the blade and like rinsing it in the water. Cause that they oh, have, yeah. like my blade, I think it literally does have like six blades on it. No, <laughs> so, yeah. so you're probably like, Oh no, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but it's harder to clean. Yeah. It'll gum up really fast. So you're constantly doing that with a safety razor, the, the bar, it has more of a gap in it. So water and hair and soap passes right through that. Um, there, again, there's a bunch of different razors to choose from. I recommend people try as many as they can, can, you know, be it them trading them or borrowing them other people or whatever. Uh, but there's different models and, but yeah, when it comes to the cartridges, they're complete garbage. I can't stress that enough with the safety razor. You control how many passes you do with one blade. So you would, you know, lather up first with the brush and then do your first pass on your face, on your leg in one direction. We're going to say down and then, you know, all of your face, then rinse and repeat. Now lather up again. And now you would go across the grain, ATG, um, and then rinse and repeat, lather up again, and then go across the other way if you want to, or go to an against the grain, um, pass. And I know that's, you know, people like, Oh no, never shave against the grain. This is a big thing. This comes out of cartridges and multi-blades. Don't use those to go against the grain. That's already giving you a close shave. Uh, But with a safety razor, you can, if you want to, if you need to do a fourth pass, um, you can go against the grain and not worry about it. Another thing is 
a lot of people will chase a baby butt smooth shave. And that's a no-no because the hair in itself, they absorb. The reason why we put lather on our skin anyways is to hold water there for the hair to suck it up, making the whiskers fatter and softer and easier targets for the blade. So if you're still feeling them during the shave, I'm like, I want to do another pass. I'm going to do a fifth pass or a sixth pass. Hold back. You don't need to necessarily. They're being deceptive in that way. If you wait a half an hour to an hour, they'll lose that water and you'll realize you actually have a damn fine shave. So a lot of people chase that. And that's where razor burn is coming from too. And razor bumps, like don't chase it. Try this once. And if I'm right, I'm right before you, you know, then then you've learned something. But uh, more often than not, you're giving that to yourself by chasing something that's really a phantom. It's not there. It's just absorbing the water water in the moment and uh, causing that, causing you to think there's more hair there when there's not. Wow. That is really eye-opening to me. I'm going to have to try because like, I know for, for me, I'm, I'm, I want that super smooth, you know, I, mm-hmm. I want it all gone. Like take, I'll do yeah. 30 passes if I had to, not really, I don't have to do that many, exactly. but, but, but wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Do you have any more tips for us? I mean, you just gave us a lot of tips. <laughs> I, know. Well, I have a show. I have a show called I'd Lather Be Shaving, and it's a morning shave show. And we discuss the the history, tips, tricks, hacks, all them types of stuff. If you've ever heard car talk on NPR, mm-hmm. it's in the same vein as that where you don't necessarily have to be into cars to enjoy the show. And mm-hmm. we try to keep it that same type of vibe. But we'll, we'll talk about this stuff all day long because we're probably one of the few guys that – sit around thinking about these things. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think it's one of the last questions I have for you, if not the last one. So the kind of shave soap that you're talking about, you're not talking about dial. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about artisan, especially artisan shave soap. that has no mm-hmm. garbage in it. Dial really isn't a real soap. It's they, they legally shouldn't be able to call it soap. They typically call them beauty bars Mm-hmm. or bodies. Oh, they, they've changed the name to get around that, but it's not real soap. That's a detergent is what they're using in those things, which yeah, really burns your legs. If you try to shave with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not <laughs> a real soap is uh, made through saponification. Uh, with, you know, a lye soap is really good. Um, that's butters, oils. And that's what we do as artisans. We create uh, artisan shave soap and that it's just better. It's better ingredients for your skin at the end of the day. You can pronounce all of them. You know, what's inside of it. Um, and yeah, and this our we have over 70 different fragrances, if that tells you anything. Wow. And people will buy not just one, they'll buy many, they'll collect them. And we have scent trilogies as well where you can mix and match the soap with an aftershave that's complementary to that soap. And I do all different types of things where you can actually build like a scent collage, like a forest where the soap smells like dirt. The aftershave will smell like the trees of the forest, and then another scent will smell like rain. So, like, you can, you can mix and match them or, or leave some out. Like, you can do what you want with it. We try to get really creative with that, but we really make it an immersive experience, as we do with all of our products. I mean, I haven't even mentioned this, but I write stories uh, that I put on the sales pages, like this ongoing saga with different characters that come and go that will appear in our labels, which are like windows into this universe we've created. I actually just published a book uh, for like one of the final episodes. Uh, right here so real book and everything so i mean we have this whole like fandom around our products as well it's just it's more than just shaving you know it's just this whole like again immersive experience <laughs> that's incredible and you know it makes me wonder too the the guys who say that they break out if they shave it's probably the products that they're using is contributing to that as well yeah. i know even the shaving cream before the show i, I went to my bathroom and I looked at the shaving cream that I'm using and I just was kind of curious about the ingredients. And I was like, I don't know what probably 90% of those ingredients are. Yeah. And you know, and, and that goo in the can, especially 
you know, that gives you the foam mm -hmm. that's loaded with propellants to mm -hmm. create that foam, to push it out of the can that have no business really being on your face. And I suspect they actually dull the blades as you use them. And like a lot of these products that you just mentioned causing acne or breaks outs and whatnot, that's good business because then they can sell this, you know, P and G Procter and Gamble probably owns all of these companies. One that causes the problem, the other one that causes the solution. That's what I'm talking about since the seventies, early seventies, Suddenly, you started seeing products that deal with razor burn, razor bumps, ingrown hairs. They didn't have these products before then. So they create the problem and the solution after the fact, and they, they bank on both of those. That's true. That is so true. Um, I, yeah. I recently talked to my friends about that with cosmetics. Same thing. Um, wow. All right. And well, women's products in general, the pink tax too, mm -hmm. where they'll sell men what the same product. They sell women just different label, and they'll charge women more. Yeah. I mean, like those razors that I buy. Literally, yeah, you, exactly. You, you can put the men's and the women's next to each other and look at them, and they literally are the same except just a different color. So, yeah, and then you, you have these clubs now that everyone's joining Dollar Shave and all those other yeah. clubs, and it's like you know, while well, you're saving money, who cares if you're still getting an inferior shave at the end of the day? If you're still hurting yourself, you're who cares if you're saving money? You're using the wrong tool for the job. You don't use a butter knife to put a screw in the wall. Use a screwdriver. And that's what I'm trying to tell people when it comes to shaving is get back to using the original tools that we were using before. It was all about the money grab of the 70s. Mm -hmm. huh, I know what I'm getting some people for Christmas. We sell starter kits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good. Because I'm going to go look up your website after. And no, you guys, he didn't pay me to be on the show. I actually found no, no. I, I actually she came found, to me, people. <laughs> yes, I did. I, I found Douglas. Um, I was really interested in this topic because I am kind of a neat freak and I'm a very clean freak and I think shaving is good. <laughs> and you, know, was, you should be, you should be most men, most men forget that. Like everyone's into personal style and whatnot, but they usually stop at the neck and they forget about above the tie. Like that's just an extension of personal style. I would just think what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Oh, Douglas, thank you so much for being <laughs> on the show. Could you oh, no share your that. social media links with us? Sure. Uh, it's phoenixshaving.com. Also, again, our, sh our morning shave show is idlatherbeshaving.com. I also have my own channel, which is filled with tips, tricks, and hacks called douglassmythechannel.com. And lastly, is we put on a show, a shaving convention every year. It would have been our sixth one last year had COVID not struck, but uh, it's called The Big Shave Swest. And that's Southwest, Swest, uh, bigshavesweast.com. Uh, believe it or not, I mean, these are huge. We have panel discussions. We have artisans and vendors from all around the world. Um, it's like a week-long event. The main event's one day, but up into the event, I do like micro tours where I'm taking people to Tombstone, Arizona, and I'm playing tour guide. And we have you know ghost stories around the uh, fire given by uh, History Channel, people from the History Channel. Like just, it's just, we go all out and it's a lot of fun. And it sounds silly if you're not into this already, but I'm telling you, once you get into this, once you start using these products, you'll never go back. Oh my gosh. You know what? I almost forgot to ask you too, through oh. all this. I'm listening to all these cool things that you're doing. I had, I had no idea there were conventions around shaving. That's amazing. We're the first, <laughs> we're oh. the first, but they, but we do have meetups. Other people have had meetups for years. And mm -hmm. I just had, I just went to two in the last, last month, in November, I went to two different meetups, one in California, one in Idaho. And uh, yeah, so they do crop up. They do happen. They're a great place to ask questions. And actually for anyone listening right now and wants to see it done, go to how to wet shave.com how to wet shave.com that's me giving a tutorial on how to use one of our starter kits actually but it's a really great primer for anyone who doesn't know what i'm talking about i know it's kind of abstract when you're just hearing my voice but it's a great way to uh understand it immediately that is a, that's really cool um 
Well, two things I actually didn't ask you. I, I just kind of been mes- mesmerized <laughs> through this, yeah. this whole thing. Um, so one of the questions I always ask all of my guests is what is one trial you've had in your life and how did you overcome that? It can be personal or business. Well, I guess, you know, the business wise is we, we blew up really fast. We've been around, we'll be 10 years in, a, in another couple months and being an online business, it can be trying at times because you can't see who's talking to you and whatnot. So you get trolls and haters yeah. and we've dealt with a lot of trolls and haters in our time. Um, especially because we do things so differently, like everything I've described like the stories you write, I use a character name. I mean, like so on and so forth. I mean, it's that confuses people and they're, they just, they're it's snap judgment on their part, but you get trolls and you get haters that just, oh, you just get people that want to watch the world burn that attack you. And that can really bring you down. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a reason why we read all the negative reviews, but never really leave positive reviews or leave negative views. Cause I mean, it's just, it's so much, it's so much easier to do. And um, so we had trolled. We've been the, the first time experiencing trolls and haters was really just like, you know, it, it, it was something new that I had never experienced in real time with real people. Mm-hmm. So you know, moving over to that, where people, these people don't know you, but they have so much to say about you, um, is that can be trying. And for me and my partner, we both just, we couldn't understand it. Like these people don't know us and they just, you know, like, but now it's old hat to us. And I would say, if you do have trolls and haters as a business, wear it as a badge of honor. That means you're successful. <laughs> Look for them. Those, mm-hmm. those are indicator species that you're doing something right. Yes. And I actually, right before interviewing you, I was talking to Brendan Kane and he's the author of a book called hook point. And he, he had this personal challenge to try to gather a million uh, viewers or a million followers on his social media. Anyways, we ended up touching on this subject because I told him one of the hardest things that I had to do is get over myself enough to go ahead and put myself out there. And there have been trolls, like you said, But his, his statement was so great. He said, just don't forget that, um, the people who are commenting like that, that's not a reflection of you. That's a them. big reflection of them. Exactly. It says more about them than it does about you. I all, yes. I say the same thing often. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and I think it, we're getting to a place though, where we're a little more comfortable with the internet now and social media and with all the news stories and everything else, we realize that everything that's said is not necessarily the truth online. And, you know, people are, or facts don't even really matter anymore, I guess. So, I mean, like, yeah. it's really, you, you could be the most hated man or a woman, but you're still going to have people that follow you every word you say. So, I mean, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Often, more often than not, it's like a form of, or kind of like spotlight syndrome where mm-hmm. it may be on one little forum and one little post where people are trashing you but that's all it is. It's just one small corner of the internet. You're on as an online person or personality, your, your audience is the world. So yes. I mean, like you're going to be focused on that. Like it's like a pimple somewhere that no one else can see it, but you know, it's there and mm-hmm. uh, it's just a pimple. <laughs> It'll <Yeah>. go away. <laughs> yes. Yes, totally. I, I mentioned this once in a while on my social media, there's like 5.5 billion people in the world. And if 12 people put you down, that's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's what typically what it is. It's probably, 12 angry people from forum to forum, they can make it seem like there's so much more and there's other people reading it and then other people may be commenting, but they're not necessarily believing what those people are saying. Cause they too know, and probably yeah. have trolls of their own. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? They don't even care. I know if I see a troll posting, I just, I'll ignore it. Unless they're saying something really bad about someone, I block them because I don't even want to deal with those kind of people. No, no. This but, energy that you don't need 
in your mm-hmm. world, you know, exactly. like saying, like, if it's my social media and they're on my social media, guess what? You're gone. Cause I don't mm-hmm. need that, that I don't vibrate at that frequency. So you're yep. done. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Thank you so much for being on the show, Douglas. And for me, um, I, like I said, I do appreciate you go ahead and give a shout out real quick again about your social media outlets. Where are those? We're all over the place. Uh, usually it's Phoenix underscore shaving. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, um, YouTube, but phoenixshaving.com is the best place to find all my social media. You, uh, I'll have all links there, but definitely stop in. Uh, I'm in the chat bot. It just is a bot, but it's me half the time. Uh, actually, I'm always connected to it. So this is my passion and I want to see people learn to do this grooming the right way. And uh, I can talk about this all day long. So hit me up in the chat if you have any questions or concerns or suggestions. I'm always there and happy to help. Awesome. Well, you already helped me because I'm going to go grab a couple of Christmas gifts real quick after the show. Nice. <laughs> so, thank you, thank you again for being on the show. I appreciate you and everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And um, those of you listening, don't forget, you can catch me on 17 AM FM radio stations, Amazon TV, Roku, and your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to also follow Douglas on his social media platforms and to listen to his show. One more time, Douglas, where's your show located? Uh, I'd rather be shaving.com. They can find us. I mean, I have past podcasts too, uh, but that's the one that's kind of current since COVID it's been, we've been a little lax, but definitely phoenixshaving.com. You can find me there all the time. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you. And everybody, thank you very much again for listening until next time. I am Patty Catter. Thank you for listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. Follow Patty at Patty Catter on Facebook and Instagram. Get social. You can now watch Wake Up with Patty Catter on Amazon TV and Roku. It's the only podcast I listen to. Be sure to check out Patty's apparel line, The Patriotic Mermaid at thepatrioticmermaid.com and on social media at The Patriotic Mermaid. I love it.